or today or this week, we're just going to enjoy the hedonistic nature of this and get our fuck on. Are you suggesting that I would not be able to draw my own hexagonal jerk crowd? And he said if he's got hangy testicles, you kind of have to lift them up. If I had a, if I had a robust pussy and she wanted to play, I think, yes, I would go in there. Point at somebody's cock under their shirt and go, shirt cock egg. I mean, there's going to be steam emanating from your pussy. You're listening to the Wonderlust Swingers podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now Let's get into the episode. G'day guys and welcome to episode 136. This is our second part, part two of a two-part podcast. Yeah. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed it. Only two days of practice. (laughs) Only two days of practice. We're going to talk about Carp Dog. We're going to talk about our final few days at Carp Dog. We're going to talk about who goes there, how it's different. I'm going to give you five more tips to surviving Cup, and if we recommend it or not. But before we get started, you know what I forgot last time, Daryl? What? A cultural tidbit. Oh, you did. So I forgot you got to run too this I time. I got to do too. Okay, so we're talking French cultural tidbits, are we? I I was a little bit upset that I missed this opportunity. I got to yeah. be honest. I, I I was listening back and I thought, oh, it's horrible. I actually, you know, I actually felt the whole podcast was a letdown yeah. because you didn't put forward. You should see how many emails we got about the lack of cultural tidbit. I'm guessing zero. It was zero. Yeah. Penny tried to send me one to make me feel better, but, you know, she doesn't have opposable thumbs, so it didn't work. Yeah, she couldn't put a space in between anything because of her lack of opposable thumbs. I love you. Thanks for trying, Penny. All right, you're ready for this. Two cultural tidbits. Yes. Did you know that a volcanic lava flow from an eruption one million years ago created Cup Dog? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't around for it, believe it or not. You didn't know that? No. No? No. I mean... Do you not, feel better now now that you... No. Do you feel I mean, better for knowing this information now? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, it's not a shock to me given that some point in the last million years, probably most of the land masses were made by volcanoes or something like volcanoes. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Any geologists out there listening to the podcast, please feel free to tear me apart. Yeah. Yeah. So one million years ago... Cool. Thanks yeah. for that culturally useless tidbit. <laughs> I feel like I should put an, a pause in here. Pause, for the next one. Because, pause for yeah, suspense. Yeah, yeah, just pause for, to let people get their thinking done about yeah. how insightful this I is. I know that was so shocking to you guys, and I know that you are Can we have at the, next the one? edge this of your seat. Me. All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. In the early 1970s, the government drew up plans for the development of the coastline. Naturism initially had no part in these proposals, but Paul René Ultra, one of the brothers – persuaded the authorities to include plans for a naturist resort at Carp Dog, and in 1973, the beach was officially designated as a naturist beach. Well, there you go. One of the brothers. I mean, I don't understand why you added that. Was Be- he- because that was the, the, the founding little government group of people that created the whole area. Gotcha. So there's other brothers involved in this there, as well. Uh, there's other brothers, but they, they don't get a mention here. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so cheers, Paul. 1970. 1973. Appreciate what you're doing, man. Appreciate what you've done. Yeah, actually, I mean, 
How old was Paul at that point? I don't know. Is Paul may be now around and like looking after the joint. Paul maybe, maybe he is. Maybe we should look Paul up. <laughs> maybe we see Paul. We saw Paul's cock on the beach. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he was yeah, in a know. masturbatory circle. Maybe he was. All right, guys, are you ready? We're going to talk about the remaining days. Days, 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 days of our time at Cup. The end of days. The end of days. Very interesting you say that, Daryl. So day three is where we're up to. Day three. Day three. We had lunch at the beach, which was quite lovely. Little restaurant at the beach. Nice, right? Delightful. I don't remember that. Did we? Oh, yeah, no, I do remember that. Yeah, we actually got the last table. Yeah. Then we got the last table for lunch because they were like, do you have a reservation? And no, no, we don't. So apparently, you, again, you really need to book at these places and that'll carry on in a second. If you'd like to do that online, there's no way for you to do that. <laughs> nah. Or um, call them. You could call them. You can actually call yeah, them. Yeah, call them and then they won't answer. <laughs> you can call them. So we went for a walk along the beach and, of course, this is a nudist beach, but we went to a specific place called the Bay de Cochon. Bay de Cochon. Okay. I'm I'm 100% sure that you are mispronouncing that. The Bay de Cochon? But it, it, just for the French speakers out there, we realise we're not French. We can't pronounce this. What does it mean, though, Kate? This okay. is what this you is what wanted I'm to get to. to. Yes, please. So Bay de Cochon actually means the Bay of Pigs. Yes. And this is the particular part we mentioned last episode. Uh, one of our tips was that there is a time and a place for sex. This is one of the times and places for sex, and it's called the Bay of Pigs. Why is it called the Bay of Pigs, Daryl? I guess because there's a lot of pigs running around hunting French truffles. Hunting French truffles. That's not what it is, is it? No. No, I know why. It's because it's, I guess, the the area of gluttony, Mm -hmm. and pigs are kind of a symbol for gluttony. And Well, it is. It's gluttonous, gratuitous sex and masturbatory circles. Yeah. Like masturbatory circles, like freckles on a 16-year-old kid's face. The interesting thing about this is also because it relates to the fact that there are so many men in in this area. And when we're actually talking to one of the people from Spicy Match that run the event, when they said the Bay of Pigs, and I was like, oh, that shit, that's a bit full on. And they said, no, the the Bay de Cochon in in French, it doesn't mean it the way. It's not pigs. Yeah, like like the way Westerners would be like, oh, you're you're an effing pig. An effing pig? We're not fucking swearing on this podcast I don't know why I just did that. Yeah, I don't know why. So if you were to say to someone like you're a fucking pig, it's you know not great, but that's not what it. That's not the translation. It doesn't no, necessarily mean that. It's yeah. kind of it's it's a little more it's more polite apparently. Can you explain to people what you saw at the Bédicochon? Well, there was a bit of an isle, an off offshore island that became the most interesting part. That was like knee deep water. Mm-hmm. This so on the beach there was a little bit of. Fucking going on occasionally, but not not a whole not like on land. There yeah. was a little bit hundreds and hundreds of people out sunbathing, though. Oh yeah, if not thousands. Yeah, thousands probably. Yeah, actually, yeah. actually, it'd be thousands without. A I doubt. like the little guys with the little vendor carts that were like you know maybe ten twenty meters up the beach every now and then. Because you selling. never see that at any other beach in the world. I just liked it. I was like, just, and then I was thinking, I wonder how you get if you were to try and like come and get your little vendor cart set up. What kind of hoops you'd have to jump through to do that, you know? Is I'm pretty a- sure they'd probably try and fucking shoot you. They're, well, yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Daryl, you were talking about the knee-deep water. Yeah, so there was a, a little sandbar out maybe, I want to say, 30 metres from the shoreline, from the, uh, from you know, the standard shoreline, and, and out there there was some people that started to, like, there were some blowjobs going on. 
and then they're instantly you couldn't see them anymore not instantly but very quickly because there'd be a group of men that would circle the the sexual um event and start masturbating around them or like slow stroking backhand i'm imagining i wasn't in the middle of one of any of these circles but i'm guessing it was a backhand slow stroke because that's the weirdest way that you can masturbate whilst watching somebody else have sex i think Mm -hmm. and this is broad daylight in the water so do you think the backhanded slow stroke is the the most bizarre thing that you could do in that circumstance well no i mean we had we had some friends who were talking to saying that it's no fun to be in those circles anyway because unless you're at the front, you've got to kind of hear between the dude's legs in that's front in front of you. Yeah, if you're and, second and, row back. And he said if, got, if he's got hangy testicles, you yeah. kind of have to lift them up. Right. Right, and and then if so you, you – So you want reserved standing in this case. You want VIP reserved yeah, standing. Yeah, and if you're yeah. two back, he said yeah. you've got to lift two sets of balls up, which means you can't masturbate anymore, so it's, it's a total waste of time. It's all downhill from there. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems downhill from row two, if I'm being <laughs> honest. <laughs> row one doesn't seem spectacular either, but row two, definitely downhill. Yeah. So, yeah, masturbatory circles, that's a thing. Now, what I liked watching is that th- that couple was still doing stuff in the water, but then I'm another... I'm using circle here as well. They could be squares. I mean, um, could be an oval shape. I, I know. Mean, who are we to judge? It could be an infinity circle. How you choose to stand around in your wank masturbatory. circle. Masturbatory. I don't know. Well, you just made it a circle again. Oh, in your wank shape. Wank shape. Yeah. Could be a triangle. Could be a triangle. That seems like a poor use of space, but whatever. Yeah, and that being the case, it probably should be hexagonal. That's the best use of it's space for the amount of people to get in that. You should write to the dude. Thing. You should write to the dude that um, created the naturist part of the village and just make recommendations. Yeah, well, I mean, that way you could fit more of them tightly together mm-hmm. as well. You know, like think, and like then you a, could offset the second row, like a bee's nest. Yeah. of masturbatory hexa- hexagons. Yeah, for sure. We need to write about this. Yeah, I feel like there's a better way, gentlemen. Yeah, you could fit. Think of how many you could fit down that Think beach. Think of how much more sex real estate you is could available. Be I mean, I'm just saying, and uh, you know, you can thank us later. But what I found interesting whilst we were watching this unfold, a second couple walked out through the water and onto that little sandbar bit, maybe what 10, 20 meters away, and started to fuck. Uh, fuck, I think they were, yeah, fucking, they were fucking doggy style, and as or that they were starting to f. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Not swearing on a podcast where you're talking about sex constantly. It just doesn't seem like it goes together, does it really? No. No, not really. So they started fucking. And then what I found interesting was the the movement, the movement of men from the circle, hexagonal, oval <laughs> shape. They started to move and start to, what I would say is migrate Yeah. over to this other couple that were then yeah. starting to play. I know, it was amazing. Like they formed the V pattern from there, you know, like birds do. Like birds do. There yeah. was like a V pattern following yeah. the one leader of mine, the bird. Mine, 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 who, mine. who identified the fact that there was another couple there that was putting in a little bit, I'm going to say more effort. Like they were fucking. The other guys <laughs> were just blowjobs. You do know? better blowjob couple, come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I did challenge. Uh, I did challenge you to to get a you know a bukkake fest going on the beach, and you weren't you weren't down. I wasn't for that. down for it. No, and I'll get to that in a second. What I what I find interesting about talking about this though, and people listening, I'm curious what you're thinking as you're listening to this. When you hear this, I think there is a possibility for people to think, "Ew, 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, maybe ill or I don't know about that consent factor or these sorts of, you know, worrying things. I think it's quite cool. And the thing about going to this beach and doing that is that you kind of know. You don't kind of know. You fucking know. It's about about the only thing that you can find about carp. <laughs> you can't find any of the websites for That's any true. of the locations. The only thing you can find is. If you Google Beta Cochon, uh, it will come master- yeah. is, is the fact that if you start having any sort of sex on, on this the beach, particular, no, on this particular this part strip, of the yeah. beach, you are going to get a group of, yeah. of men surrounding you. Not a single woman, though. Not a single woman in the masturbatory in the mas- circle. In the jerk circle. Which was actually a bit of a surprise to me. It is a bit of a surprise. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't find Lift it. Lift your fucking game, ladies. Game, women. So, so far we're telling them how to <laughs> how to circle or shape around some yeah, yeah. activity. Okay, good. Just, just so we're on the, the same page. The problem is, though, you then went, end up with a mini circle around the maxi circle. You're now yeah. talking about interlinked hexagonal. Well, because if, if there's a girl in, say, the second row that starts Which masturbating. Which brings you to a two and a half dimensional image now and shit gets weird or an infinity uh, well, maybe yeah yeah like, you see what i mean yeah gotcha and then they just circle the around and see the, the middle yeah that gets a bit busy there the traffic lights really should be just give way to your left that's what i'm to saying your left look at you go <laughs> when you think about this or when you first hear about it yeah you might be a little bit like Ugh. actually i think it was bloody cool i think it was good i think good for the couples that were doing that i think good for the people that were standing around well it's ex- exhibitionists and voyeurs yeah. and from what from what we saw, there was absolutely zero interaction. Ah, uh, yeah, that is important to note here. So, although these people are standing around, it's not like they're going to come up and, without consent, start doing. Well, I mean, you don't know that, babe. You've never been in a masturbatory circle. I have circle, not. Nor have you ever been in the middle of a masturbatory circle. I have circle. not. So, I wouldn't just jump out there and say that. Well, in my hexagonal uh, sex sex shape, two and a half D hexagonal hex- sex sex shape square. Circle. My question to you is, and I already kind of know the answer, but my question for the listeners, would you want to do something like that and tell me why? Uh, would I want to be in the middle of the circle or, or masturbating around the outside of the circle? I mean, you need to be specific here. All right. Uh, would you want to be in the middle of the circle? M- me personally? Just you. Just you, yeah. Just me. <laughs> Nobody's going to gather around me, so there's no circle. It's just me jerking off in the middle of the fucking ocean. <laughs> then that's just weird. <laughs> like, a, like a lone jerk circle. Everybody's like, I'm there's any, something wrong with that dude. I'm any fucking shape I want to be, bitches. You just, know what they'll say? Just, <laughs> oh, that's just that Aussie fuckwit. Just, Don't worry about him. Backhand slow stroke. Hey, I've got to say, before we get to that answer, I've got to ask the question, and I'm hoping that somebody out there that's listening to us has been in one of these jerk circles. Mm. How do you go with the salt on your cock? Like, I'm thinking... You know, like once you, because you you have to walk oh. out over waist depth to so get then you've got to this that area. Salty then you've got water. that salty water sort of, and also if you're jerking it for a while, you're going to wear out the water. Like you're going to v- evaporate the water. Oh, now wait, you've wait, just wait, got wait. fucking salt crystals on your cock. Okay, so you know how we got that little hanging necklace container thing from Spicy Match for the foam party? Yeah, get one of those, but with like a little lube sachet in it. And just rock out there and be like, oi, oi, look, I'm, I can't prepare with you've my- got, Hang on. So you've got effectively salt crystals on your cock yeah. and you just put lube on it. So now you've got salt okay, crystals fine, plus fine. lube. No, no, no. In my little container then, it's like- a, Like you know, a like, wipe down cloth. You know, marathon runners wear that little belt. In yeah. one little section, I'm going to have like a little water spray bottle. So you're talking like the the Batman of jerk circle Fuck now. yeah, man. <laughs> like- yeah, here I come. I am prepared. Well, actually, it's probably starts kind of Batman like, but finishes a little more Spider Man like, exactly. right? Like shooting webs at mm-hmm, mm-hmm, ge- mm-hmm. In, in people's general direction. Yep. Like a lot of webs, though. Yeah. 
It's it's like you've been spider-faced. Hey, Daryl, answer the question, though. Answer the question. Do I wish to be in the middle? You mean with you, I'm guessing, or with somebody who'd actually draw a crowd? Because uh, Are I, you suggesting that I would not be able to draw my is, own hexagonal jerk crowd? No, I'm actually suggesting that I would not be able to draw my own hexagonal jerk crowd. I am so fucking offended by that. Why? I just said that I wouldn't. I I'm, said, just, I'm just saying it offended me instantly. <laughs> I can get up there with the best of them with hexagonal jerk. I think you'd create a hexagonal jerk circle by yourself if you just started masturbating on the beach. Actually, even just playing with your boobs would probably do it. Do I wish to – I don't actually wish to be in the middle of a jerk circle, mm, no. No. Nor do I actually probably even want to be on the outside of a jerk circle. But you would like me to be yeah, that, part of that, that, that situation. Different. That's You asked whether I wanted to be yeah. involved. I don't want to be involved. And, I mean, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you want me to do one, you just don't want to be part of it. Yeah. You just want to hear about it or watch it no, from no, afar. No, no, I'd watch it from like outside of You'd the... watch it from the, the bar. No, 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 no. No, just outside of the Spider-Man shot range. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. You know, cool. I just don't cool, want cool, to be... Cool, 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 cool. I don't want to be walking back in with conjunctive goo-itis of the eyes. But you're okay for me to... you got glasses on. Oh, Okay. You could actually rock up with like full on safety glasses. You could actually <laughs> just run some safety glasses. Okay, wait. Glasses. I'm, I'm increasing the belt now. So the gentleman, the gentleman jerk person, would carry his little water spray, his little lube, and then he'd also have some protective glasses for the lady. I just think it's the gentleman thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. What about if the lady wants it in her eyes? Then he has ones that have holes in it with little. <laughs> so protective now, protective glasses without lenses. Without lenses. Yeah, just perfect. For a little, just so that they aiming. Look. Oh, just you for could aiming. Put a, you could just make like a, a red circle. That's the thing like, I'm trying to say, yeah. yeah, yeah Can't you yeah. see my hand movements? Yes, I can, but they mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Hey, shirt cocking. No, hang on. You'd, so you didn't answer whether you'd be interested you in You didn't that. ask me. Yeah, but I just did. Okay. I just asked you. I mean, answer the you question. No, I'm actually not interested in that at this point in time. Okay. But the future, who knows? You know, these things change. Yep. I, do, I do like it, though. I like the fact that these people are just unapolog- unapologetically just out there having fucking fun. Good for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Mad props. And girls. Hey, shirt cocking. Shirt cocking. <laughs> now, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, ladies and gentlemen, you may know that I am not a fan of the shirt cocking. And when we first arrived in Cup, I started pointing out the people that were shirt cocking and I actually made a game of it. You know, who could spot the most shirt cocks in a day? We point them out. We say shirt cocking. No, you wouldn't. You'd say SC because you, you. That's right. I would say SC because yep. I didn't want to be rude. And you didn't ever point them out. I didn't point I mean, them out. I just kind of nodded you don't in just, and like, SC. You don't just point at somebody's cock under their shirt <laughs> and cock. go, shirt cock egg. But on the day one, I, I I think I mentioned to you, there's a lot. And you were like, nah, where are you at now? Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a plethora of mm-hmm. shirt cocks. But what made it interesting is okay, by the preach, end. Preach, preach, By the end. Tell us, spill the I'm tea. like, I understand why they're shirt cocking. Why are they shirt cocking, Daryl? For the same reason I wanted to, but knew I couldn't get away with it. Oh, that would have not been a thing for no, you. Because you start to get so because you're walking around nude all the time, and for for me, I don't spend a lot of time in the sun, so my shoulders and stuff are starting to get quite not burnt, but just sick of being in the sun. And it also provides a little shade for your dick because mm-hmm. you di- when you're walking along in the sun, that heat load you normally get on your face and stuff. Yeah, when you don't have pants on, it goes on your dick. The sun targets your dick. And your dick gets quite hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I understand the shirt cock now. It holds relevance to me. You understand it but don't respect it. Is that where no, I'm No, I'm not saying I don't respect it. I'm asking you. 
dead no, in I think the face a, hole. I think it's a. I think it's a deal. I think it's a thing. You think it's a thing? I think it, in certain instances, shirt cocking is is an acceptable uh, way to way to live. Okay, so you know those old uniforms that had the big not epaulette things, but the I suppose are they still called epaulettes? The big things that had the tassels and shit on the shoulders. Yes. Still called epaulettes? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Instead, how about this? You just walk along with a version of an epaulette that goes your shoulder and then the other shoulder and then like the string over the middle around your neck hole and that's it. So no shirt cocking but like something to protect your shoulders. Deal? Is that okay? Yeah, but what about my cock? I I don't care. Yeah, see, you're kind of missing the most important point here. You can wear a hat. You can't put a hat on your cock. Oh, that reminds me. Do you remember the dude who had a tuxedo? Holy shit. Well, that's actually coming up. We can talk about that at the um, pool pool party. Yeah, okay. Okay. We stayed at the beach club there, Paralia Beach Club. Quite cool if you guys want to go look it up. It's amazing. <laughs> liked online. it. Online. Give it a look online. Yeah, look it up online. Ah. And then we went back for the neon neon party at the Jardin de Babylon, Le Jardin de Babylon, which is where we were staying, and this was the Spicy Match neon party. I had so much fun that night. I mean, yeah. you know I like neon anyway. Yeah, you're like a child in a neon. But I was like jumping around. You were. With the neon stuff going. Had yep. my little Spicy Match fan, which you know glowed su- in the dark. Surprised me that night is how many ladies – uh, at these pool parties, and and let's let's be honest, beside a pool, generally wet for starters, but also, oh, yeah. also in in this case, in some places there's like gaps in the concrete mm-hmm. and and like there's wood areas as well. Yep, and there's women walking around in like seven six inch. inch fucking platforms. Yeah, seven inch, like they were huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, mad props. I, I was like, nah. I was waiting for somebody to bust something up. Yep, same, but same. But nobody did. No, everyone well, except was... some. There were certainly some pussies busted up. <laughs> they were. But um, yeah, I was really surprised by that too. Yeah, nobody went down. Mm. Oh, oh, again. Again. So many puns. <laughs> yeah, I know. We could pun the fuck out of this. Oh, I could if I was wittier, but I'm not, so I won't try. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. So the glow party, I had a ton of fun. I loved it. You love a glow party. I fucking love a glow party. You were party. angry at me for not going to get glow glow painted in the because we arrived early and there was some glow painting going on, and you're like, "Go over and get some glow painting." I'm like, "Yeah, there's a line. I'm not I'm not fussed about that yet." And then I'm like, I'll wait for the line to die down. And then the line only got bigger all night. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. But I was okay with the lack of glow paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it can be a bit annoying later on. But I, I, I had such a great time. I was like dancing around. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And then for, to, to finish up this night, so we'll finish up this day rather. This was a pretty big day actually, wasn't it? To finish up this day, we went back to the room, fucked, had anal sex. But the thing that I've written down was filthy talking. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, it was very filthy. Oh, I don't think that I've ever dirty, like, dirty talked to you. And again, I'm not going to say dirty talk. I'm going to say filthy talked to you like yeah, it that. Was, it was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was horrible. I mean, it was like, yeah, like fucking hell. I had to wash Kate's mouth out with soap mm-hmm. after this. It was just, yeah. Yeah. It was like she'd been in a jerk circle with her mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> it was just streaming from her. No, so we, we fucked for ages that night and then we also had anal sex for ages as well, yeah. if I remember. I remember you were walking like a very broken cowgirl the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And actually we didn't do doggy style anal, we actually did it where I was on my back as well, which is an interesting position. I like that. What's interesting? I just think it's different. Most okay. people, when they do anal sex, they do dog, sure? doggy style. Yeah, Are that's sure? the most is that, common. Is that a, that's the most that's common. a stat you're running with? Yep. The great thing about stats is that 73% of them are made up. I heard it was 75. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I've got old data. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of fun that night. Yes, it was a lot of fun. 
We had a lot of fun throughout the whole. I mean, it was a very sexually primed event. We didn't hook up with anyone that night. No, we had sex with a couple the night before. I yeah. think this, this one was just us uh, us playing together. Yeah, we were kind of we were kind of looking, but I suppose first uh, I suppose a warning to everyone. First time round for this location, you can be a little overwhelmed. Like there's a lot going on, mm, right? And you yeah. don't know where you don't know. Like, should I just walk over and like? tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, how's about it? Yeah. And I think looking back, that's probably the way to do it. Yeah. I think definitely we should talk a little bit more about that in the second half here, especially cultural differences because there are there are many. Anything that stood out to you for that uh, little sexathon before we move on? Uh, I mean, the filthy talk definitely stood out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean – yeah, the filthy talk. The filthy talk. Okay, yeah. cool. And and the other thing that stood out is I'm thinking Kate doesn't recognise the ramifications of this. <laughs> Let's talk about day four. So we went to a place called the uh, Waikiki Pool, which we really liked it there. It's, it had a bit more of a desire feel, I think, was what I noted down on this, the Waikiki Pool. Yeah, I don't know that desire is a good – I think it just had a – I think it, it was one of the most modern places we went to. Yeah, true. In terms of recent – uh, renovations. Recent renovations yeah. or something like yeah. that, yeah. So, so I don't, I don't know that desire's got anything to do with it. Yeah. I think it's more just that it, it was it was a newer place. We liked the layout. The pool looked nice. Mm. Not that we got. You we got get, in, oh, you, I got in the pool. In Fuck the pool. yeah, I got in the pool. God damn. Because it was a really hot day. Oh man, yeah, it was sweltering. Mm. And, and they did really good food. They did good food. I, I think if we go back to Carp, that's actually I'm going to probably hit that that place up on day one, or even visit there twice in the time that we're there. I really liked it. I like the way you say if, like I've got any fucking choice in this. And I will go there, and I will get the lounge bed. And, like, that's my thing. And I'm going to, like, drink champagne or rosé and I'm going to swim and I'm going to enjoy the beats and the Fucking DJ. rosé. The official drink of, of cup. Yeah, it is really, rose. Everywhere. I mean, everyone's drinking rosé. Everyone's rose. drinking rosé. So the Waikiki pool, I really liked it. Yep. So we had lunch there. We actually headed then over to Le Jardin de Eden, which is the other resort that was taken over. And, again, it's lifestyle friendly. And we just casually hung out in the pool with our own drinks and spoke to a few Forgot different about people. about me going for a swim. I mean, I had a great swim. How was your swim, darling? It was fucking spectacular. Was you enjoyed it? Yeah, because my balls were sweaty before the swim mm-hmm. and then and then after the swim yeah. I had left all of my ball sweat in the That's pool. That's not true. You showered <laughs> off first, you little liar pants. It was so fucking hot. that Actually, the whole trip was hot. So we went and hung out in the other pool, casual hangout, and then we decided to leave the pool because we were going to go get some food and start to get That's ready for the evening. That's not why we left the pool. That is originally why we left the pool. Bull- Fucking shit it is. You said to me in the pool, got a bit of a twitch like there might be a UTI coming. Mm. And what was my response to that? Get the fuck out Get of the Get the fuck out of the pool. <laughs> you, out. Get the fuck out of the pool. We are leaving right now. <laughs> yeah. So by the time we walked from there back to our apartment, it was in full-fledged urinary tract infection, UTI and you, mode. Yeah, so like within a space of 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you were going from – no, no, it's just a twinge to, holy fuck, my vag is on fire. This is bad. This is not great. Yeah. Yeah. So that evening, as you can imagine, uh, dear listener, we spent in our hotel room. Yeah. Except for when you went out and in got food. In a single, singular masturbatory hex. <laughs> that was just me. That was just you on the couch. Yeah. Like, great. Just going to sit here and jerk one out. You went out and got food. Yeah, that's because on. if I didn't, you were going to fucking knife yeah. me. If you were to walk out of, say, a desire room that late at night on your own as a single man, would you feel strange? And then if, as a follow-up to that, how did you feel going out and cupped arg on your own? That didn't feel strange for either of them. No, it doesn't feel strange for you. I was just curious. No. Okay. Why would it feel strange? I don't know, man. You're telling the story. 
<laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure I am. Hey, let's finish up our final day. Because, okay. okay, so this is final day. Yeah, so Kate's vagina is still on fire. It's still not great. I'm actually thinking about setting it on fire to see whether that gets rid of the little <laughs> fucker bacteria in there that occasionally have a bit of a woo, let's party. have a party. Oh, what's the side of this uh, this um, urinary tract? Let's, uh, let's have a munch on this. Oh, this is tasty. Tasty. Final day. Years ago, we interviewed a single guy in Singapore and we used to call him Pepe. And we interviewed him. He was our friend. He's our French friend. And he was living in Singapore. And then he moved. And obviously, we moved and everything else. He came down to visit us in Carp. Yep. So he comes down to visit us in Carp. So all the way down to try and visit you and your vagina. And my broken And broken your pussy. vagina's pussy. Your pussy's broke. I know. Sorry about that. So we actually had breakfast and caught up with him, which was amazing. Yes, it was. So great to see him. It was, absolutely. This is why it's, it's, it's so good having friends and in the lifestyle. for four years? Four years. Four years. And, and I mean, he was, he was at Mont- Montpellier, mm-hmm. right? So, which is, oh, is that right? Yeah, it is. So, he wasn't a hell of a long way yeah, away from where we drive. were. So, he thought he'd come over and say hello. I mean, we always thought, we always said he was a lovely dude and this just uh, actually solidifies it. Yeah. Although I'm fairly sure he got laid more than once while he was there. He did. It was great to see him, though. Really, really great. Yeah, so we caught up with him for breakfast, and then we just kind of hung out and had a couple of drinks in the hotel, and then we went to the phone party. We did go to the phone party. You and I went to the phone party early because we did some filming, which will be on the YouTube video, to let you guys know what it looks like. But you really wanted to talk about this last... Well, I actually want to talk about want to talk about the foam party proper, which we didn't get to go no. to. So, do you want to tell everybody what that's like? Yeah, I mean, so there's an area in the foam party in what's sorry, what's the name of this place? So this place is called La Glamour Beach Club. Oh, that's right, La, La Glamour, Glamour Beach, Beach Club, and it is an yeah, there's a pool inside, and it's an indoor enclosed area. So when most people think about foam parties, they're used to just like having a pool outside or having a space outside where the foam is pumped in. This is in. a nude only club. You have to take your gear you have to take everything off to be in here. In fact, you, you can't take a phone in. Yeah. This is one of those locations that is totally nude. Totally nude. But the foam party area is not a pool area at all. It's actually just a smaller sort of enclosed area where the foam builds up inside this enclosed area. To the, to the ceiling. Like yeah, they've actually yeah. got a little... They've got a net on the ceiling yeah. to stop it from floating away, yes. And like a plastic um, door yeah. thing to stop the foam also from coming out into the main bar pool area. Yeah. So this foam party area, though, normally is just full of foam and people having anonymous sex. Yeah, is, so it's almost like a, a dark room, Yeah, almost. but with foam. Yeah. yeah. And on the walls of this, and you'll see this on the YouTube video if you, if you watch that as well, but on the walls there's things like shackles and handcuffs and stuff for people to have some bondage as well, which actually in La Glamour itself, in the other area near the pool, there's also those on the walls. Yep. So that was interesting to me as well, yeah, but the, the yeah, anonymous so the, side of it. So go on about that. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we, we again weren't in there for that because it was, wasn't full of foam, but there was – so. Some of the people from pre- who'd been there previous years were telling us that it's just anonymous sex. You're just basically wandering around and feeling your way around the room because you can't see very much, and just finding people to fuck. Which, which is, I don't know. It's kind of weirdly interesting for me. Weirdly is not the right way to put it, but um, the intriguingly intri- interesting. Yeah, there we go. That's a good word. Um, but the an- anonymity that comes with just being in a location that you don't know is is. Yeah, it's kind of cool but scary all at the same time. But that place, that particular location and the pool and the party, so we, we spent a couple of hours there partying, got a couple of bottles. I accidentally ordered a Magnum. 
of yeah, rosé. Accidentally. No, legit, accidentally. Whatever. <laughs> I accidentally ordered a magnum of rosé and that was our third bottle too, so you know. Your third bottle. I had two glasses of wine the entire time we were there. I feel like Pepe was helping me a little bit though. Pepe. Pepe was, was helping, helping me a little you. bit. Yeah. I liked that party. I thought the DJ was awesome. Yeah, the DJ was really good. The DJ was fantastic at that party. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, that that party was really nice, yeah. Ahead of, so what's your thoughts on the foam foam area? Would you ever consider going in there? Uh, I feel like that would be UTI hell for me. Yeah, for one point. reason, for okay, one forget point. Okay, UTI hell. If I, had a, if I had a robust pussy. If you had a robust. And she wanted to play. Yeah. I think, yes, I would go in there. Okay. Yeah. I think I would obviously be using my voice a little bit more, like, hey, yes, no, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're still going to do that anyway, right? Yeah, if I know, but that's there. what I mean. I would I would have to be in the mindset of being very confident yep. at that point in time. To and I don't mean there. body confident. I mean confident in terms of this is exactly what I want and that is exactly not what I want and using your voice to yep. vocalise. So you just vocalise your wants, yeah. Yeah, I Which think. Which is not a strong point of Kate. It's not a strong point for many, many people, yeah. men and women included. So yeah, but I, sorry, I was being more focused on you. Yeah, so I, I definitely think that there would be <laughs> it'd be one of those things where you know those days where I definitely know what I want in the bedroom, or I'm very assertive, or whatever. If it was one of those days, yeah, then hundred percent, I would like to. Fucking hell, you know what the chances of overlap of those bad boys are. <laughs> you normally you want to be the circus master where you're telling other people what to do. It's very rare that you're wanting to tell people what you wish to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. So, I mean, I'm not beating you up. This facts be facts. Facts be facts? Yeah. Land the smackdown? I mean, hashtag true true facts. True facts. So that party, I, I liked it. I definitely liked it. I would like to, in terms of pool parties, I would like to again go back to Waikiki and have a pool party there. And again, that DJ was just, I loved it. I loved it. I love the atmosphere. You just like the atmosphere because you're fucking yuppie. Really? Nah. Nah. Yeah, no. It's just no. It was just a. I think it was a little bit more. It was a little more open. A little bit more. I think it had a little bit more sophistication Mm -hmm. to it over some of the other places we were at as well. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, for me. I think the food was one of the biggest draw cards. Honestly, the food was fucking awesome though. Uh, Waikiki. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that. That that night we actually left the pool party, left the pool foam party at Lagalama Beach Club, and actually went and had just had a nice dinner with Peppy. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we but, went to a place called uh, Gisetto's, which yeah. was like, really nice, and yep. we just we just had a really nice dinner together and ha- ordered another bottle of wine and, and just kind of caught up. The, and there was a dude at the bar who was making cocktails for us. It was awesome. You didn't? We didn't have a bottle of wine. We had cocktails. Oh, we did actually. Yeah, because he was the bartender was awesome at what he did. But that that was our final night, so it was just really nice to kind of relax, chill, hang out with Pepe before he had to go. Yeah, get ready to head back. So that is our five days of Cup Dog. In a nutshell, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about how it's different to other places we've been, who goes there, do we recommend it, and my final tips for surviving Cup Dog. We'll be back in a second. So hit me with these tips. Okay, you want my final final five tips? Yes. Okay, are you ready? Are you no. comfortable? I can't get any more comfortable unless I was asleep. Okay, here are my final five tips for surviving Cup Dog. Be prepared to see things on day one that might shock you and become totally normal by day two, and I have in uh, bold here, bike riding nude. Yeah, push bike, people riding bicycles Mm -hmm. in the nude. Day one, all I'm thinking about is, oh, my God, there is a lot of flesh pressed against really hot, I might add. Yeah, bicycles. Fucking, not bicycles, bicycle seats. Yeah, seats. Like hot bicycle seats, typically black, Mm. right? 
leave them out in the sun for a while, that shit is going to smolder you. Even if you are just finished getting the ass fucked off you as a woman and you sit on that thing, I mean, there's going to be steam emanating from your pussy when you sit on that because it'll be like from wet to dry in in 30. Actually, maybe that's what people are using it for. It's a pussy dryer. And it's also a, like a you know make sure your, your testicles are dry. This is a this is a thing. People are onto something. Yeah. Here's what I want to say. I finally know what bicycle seats are designed like that for. When I first saw somebody riding towards me nude, I was like, "What? That's a dude. Where are his nuts and sh- like where is everything going? Right? I don't know." Yeah. And then I saw him ride past, and his cock was straight out the front on the little bit of the bicycle seat that comes out the front. And I thought that's exactly what it's designed for. Brilliant. So his cock was just out front. His cock. Yeah. So day one, I was like this. It was a cock cord, like, like a concord. It's got the nose out the front. Nice, babe. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. If he bat-winged it as well with his testicles, <laughs> it would be a fucking cock cord. Then he might take off. <laughs> when these people first rode, rode past us on day one, I was like, fuck, that's so weird. Nude people riding bikes makes sense. Again, it's a nude village. Do whatever you like in there. Nude. And it was so strange. And on day two, I was like, oh, yeah, there's some old bike hey, question rider, for whatever. You, do you think that – do you think – I'm not not an owner of female anatomy, so I'm not really across this, but do you think that there'd be an, a, 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 like a, a point of ingestion? Like would there be s- some of the seats starting to work its way into you after a little bit of riding? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. Well, I think you, it would be very uncomfortable. You're, you're telling me that the gene, the seam of genes occasionally makes it inside you. So, I mean, how can I sitting on a fucking seat not go inside A little you? bit, yeah. Maybe like a half a centimetre. Like just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> the seat tip. Just oh, the seat tip. All right, yeah. So see things on day one. Any other examples, things that you might have seen on day Shirt one? Shirt cocking was another Shirt one. Cocking. Yeah, yeah, that became totally quite normal by day by two. The end. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep. Shirt cocking was a, no, no shirt pussing. There was. One. There was one, one shirt puss. One shirt pussin. Yeah. But other than that, no. But that's because pusses are just about all – most of the, the, the puss is on the inside, right? Like most of it. So there's a lot less burning going on there. So I think that's why men are shirt cocking a lot more than women. Yeah, yeah I would probably agree with that. Yeah. Mm. Still doesn't still doesn't uh, make allowances for that. So the season of Cup Zarg, we mentioned this briefly last time, but the season is six to eight weeks long. And if you want a high concentration of lifestyle people, go with a dedicated takeover, go with your own group and get that wristband access. That is one of my points oh, fuck yeah, absolutely. for surviving, for surviving Cup Dark. I totally agree. I, I don't know why you would spend your time, one, lining up, but then two, if you are truly a lifestyle person and you're wanting to meet other lifestyle pe- people. If you're wanting to fuck other lifestyle yeah, people. Yeah, go with a group because yep. that's there's so many people there, there's so many parties it's going to help you navigate it better. Yeah. I mean, I'm not fucking about when it's when I talk about not being able to find shit online. Mm. It's it's a real thing. If you do your re- I, and hey, I would actually like to think I'm fairly good at researching shit. Yeah, right. On the Google yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. You Google like no one's business, babe. Yeah, thanks, sweetheart. You're welcome. Yeah, I feel like there's an undercurrent of dishonesty in that fucking response. But anyway, I did a lot of research on trying to find out, you know, what what are the places to go, where to eat, all that sort of thing, and found basically nothing. So especially your first time around, if you don't go with a group, you're you're kind of going to get lost. Hey, guess what? Point my my top tip, my tip number three is on this final list of five. What? Walk around and check out the nooks and crannies under the building because you'll find some additional clubs and places to visit. Yeah, I, I agree with walking around and checking out the nooks and crannies. <laughs> Hunt through them. <laughs> like those truffle pigs looking for truffles. Exactly. With your snout just like flicking between the <laughs> folds of flesh. Don't do that without consent, people. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. I mean, 
go with a group because you don't, you just don't know. You don't know, and it's so. You don't know hard. what you don't know. You don't know what you don't, you don't know. know people. What you don't know. If and if you're not with a group, truffle pig it. <laughs> truffle pig it. My fourth tip on this episode. Are you ready? You keep asking me whether I'm, whether I'm ready. I don't know whether you understand. I'm I'm here, but you know I'm with you. You don't need to get ready if you stay ready. Boom. Nudist Village, there is not a lot of pomp by the pool. So even though there's a lot of great shopping in the village, you don't need to spend time worrying about your body jewellery, tattoos, etc., etc., that you might perhaps do when you go to other events, I thought. Don't need to worry about that. I don't agree. You don't agree? You no. want someone to stand out, do something a little bit different? I, I, just think, I, mean, I, I mean, I like to stand out a little bit. Okay. I ran my cock ring on one of the nights. That's true, you did too. Yep. I think, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you. Okay. I think it's... I think if you do you, if it helps you feel relaxed as well, because the other thing is being nude in a in a group setting like this can be quite disarming. Yeah, well, yeah. So, occasionally having something to cover yourself, or, or at least make you feel like you've got some coverage, is a good way to go. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm. All right. I like that. Thank you. My final one. Forget what you think you know about the lifestyle. Oh fucking Jesus! It seems it seems cliche. Oh, no, a little, you think? It seems cliche. Oh, yeah. I forget what you know about. Oh, it's like, you're in the Marines now, boy. Forget what you know about something, something. Cool. Yeah. Well done, Thanks. Sergeant Sergeant Shitface. <laughs> Sergeant Truffle Pig, maybe. Come on. Right, right. Forget what you think you know. Oh, come on. Because it is different, right? Well, it's not that different. The only difference is, is uh, there's a lot more open fucking going on. Okay. So we're striking that one from the from yeah, the Yeah, I don't think forget what you know. That's no. I mean, I think it's just there's some differences in terms of how people party at this this event because it's a very hedonist event. So let's start talking about that then. Let's get off the tips for surviving cup and let's now talk about who goes there, how it's different and whether or not we recommend it. Okay. Who goes to cup? Uh people? People. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots of couples, mostly couples. Mostly would, couples. Mostly couples. There are some. There were some, certainly some single guys. Hashtag masturbatory hexagonal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were a lot of. There were certainly a lot of guys, single guys on the beach. Um, well, some of the parties though don't allow single, single men in. So yeah, the Glamour yeah. Beach, for example, have been a couple. Yeah. So I think there's, there's uh, typically certainly in our experience, which is not a good reference set as well. We have to say because it's part of the COVID era, mm-hmm. which um, we understand was not as busy as normal years. It was but just ac- different. We liked it actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there were there were a lot of um, mostly couples in in our when we were there mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I would say. Generally, the couples are um, generally younger. Yeah, I thought I would that too. Say, I would say below 50s yep. as an absolute generalisation. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing is there was, uh, I, well, I felt like there was a high – like Take the Glow Party, for example. That was a lot younger. Yeah, I mean, there were 20s and 30s. I would say mid-30s, yep. mid to late 30s was the primary grouping mm-hmm. of people at that, I agree with that. at that event for sure. But what else? Oh, humans love fucking glow parties. Seriously, they do. Who, who, where were people from in your in your all, experience? All over. I mean, all over Europe for sure. Mm-hmm. People from Asia as well. Yeah, there was a couple that flew in from Hong Kong. Yeah, people from there. There was a, a couple of Australians there. Yeah, there were certainly quite a few people as well. There were New Zealanders there. There were a lot of people from England, the US as US, well. Yeah, yeah, England fits into Canadians, Europe. obviously. Yeah, Canadians as well. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty diverse. Don't get me wrong. I think it was. Mostly populated by people who were 
Closer to the location. Closer, yeah, of course. Of course, I mean, it makes sense. French, French speaking, there were an awful lot of French speaking. You, get, you can totally get by speaking English, though, yep. in, in the area, but there were certainly a lot of French-speaking individuals there. And, and also, you know, a lot of fucking show-offs who can speak like six or seven languages or something ridiculous like that. Speaking of where people are from, yeah. I want to interrupt because we do actually have a question. This is from Darren BBC on Twitter, and he said, What is the interracial scene like in Cap d'Arc? I'm an American of Jamaican descent and was fortunate living in Germany and experienced the swinging scene in Ravin. Curious what your thoughts were about interracial people in Cap. So certainly Caucasian would be the standout group in terms of the base standard, but I would say that there were a whole lot of different races there from from Asia, from Africa, from all yep. over. Agree. Absolutely. I, 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 and I don't think... Actually, there were some Jamaicans there as well. There were. It, it was common enough in terms of seeing black men there mm-hmm. that it wasn't... It got past the big black, whole big black cock thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It, it just became... Part of the just part of people. Part of the people, and and look, I think France has always been very open. And France and is extremely diverse. If you walk the streets of Paris, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's ethnically from all over. Yep, and it has been for ages. Yeah, I mean, decades. So that's why I think also Carp is. Do you think that what the diversity that we saw at Carp was more diverse than places than maybe Desire? Yes, absolutely. I agree. I definitely yeah. think that was. And I would also say, in terms of the French people that were there and the French people that we were exposed to, typically a fairly diversity-friendly group as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what I'm trying to say here as politely as fucking possible is that there didn't seem to be a lot of racist cunts around. No, there didn't seem to be, which yeah. was good. Yeah, which is always good. <laughs> which is yes. good. Who else do you think was there? So we said it was slightly younger demographic. We've said the geographically, culturally, from all over the world. Anything else about who goes to Cup Dog? Do you think there's a particular kind of swinger that goes to Cup Dog? Now, this is an interesting question because I've been pondering this ever since. I was curious as to whether people go there because they wish to be more open sexually, you know, like fuck more at Cup, or Cup is dragging that out of people when they get there. Right. So is it the cause? Is it the cause or the or the symptom? Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm not sure because I think we were certainly more hedonistic when we were there, no doubt. Like more open to doing things that we would not normally do. Yeah, with the sex, sex and masturbating on the balcony, etc., or the patio area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and other things as well. I mean, it, it was so for us. It was because we were in an environment where we knew that we were safe to do that, we could, we could actually explore boundaries that perhaps historically we didn't feel comfortable doing in the face of potential judgment, right? So I'm not sure which way around it is. I'm not sure whether people travel there because they're more hedonist or because or people get there and realise they can be hedonist mm. and because of that they become more open to what the environment allows them to do. I'm starting to lean toward the second. Right. You know, because – in the vast majority of people that we met in that in in the time we were there, in different circumstances, I very much feel they'd operate in a different way. That's an yeah, that is really really interesting. Actually, I would say if you look at the places we've been prior to this, like Desire, uh, we haven't been to Hedo, but D- Desire and Naughty and New Orleans, they're a little bit more. I would say they're 
a little less hedonist, mm. hedonistic. Yeah. You know, there's still these underlying boundary rules around things that you can and can't do. One of the things about one of the uh, clubs we went to, the La Glamour Beach Party, mm-hmm. right, uh, is that it's actually not uncommon to see male-on-male bisexuality. I was there, about to say that. Which is totally outside of many of the other places we've been. Yeah, that would be a rarity to see at some of the other places. In, in fact, in other places, you'd, I, I feel like you'd be nearly you'd be nearly fucking thrown out, I feel like. But I don't – and it's that is one of the last things in the lifestyle that is kind of frowned upon. Mm. Not frowned upon, but it's a certainly – more taboo. Yeah, and I think because of that, there's an awful lot of men out there who perhaps – Want to. Want to, but are too scared to give that a try because they don't want to be then outed effectively inside something that is already a niche. You know, yeah. the lifestyle's niche and then you're going to go even nicher right. and become that, you know, the, the bisexual guy in the room. I I mean, I have no I- issues with male, female and they bisexuality or whatever it is that you, you want to you want to do it. I always have the same principle. If you don't fucking like it, change the channel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very easy to turn around and not, not look, look at something that you don't like. Hundred percent. So, with with that in mind, I I really found that refreshing. Yeah, me too. I found that fucking refreshing. Yep, agree. That people were able to be their own. Now, again, is that other the men that were involved in that that we do saw, they go there because they can do that freely, or are they are they experiencing that because they can do it without being judged? I think it's the second one. It's the latter, yeah. I, I don't think that – I mean, certainly around that one, I would say absolutely it's the latter, mm-hmm. right? But in terms of people just being hedonist in general, I, I, I actually think that people aren't going there with the idea. Maybe the people who go their second, third, and fourth time well, because start they, then to they understand – Yeah, they start to understand and they go, I what want I, to. this yeah. is what I want to do and I can get away with this here without being judged. Yep. Whereas if I go to other locations, I would be – and, and it's interesting, when we first walked in there, some of the things we talk about that changed from day one through to day five, you know, that were uncommon at the beginning and normal at the end, this is us being judgmental when we first arrived. Yeah, that's right? true. Yep. And that changed while we were there, mm-hmm. which yep. is actually pretty cool to see. Yeah, I think we grew a lot, definitely from going. Yeah. We experienced a lot, but I agree. I actually, now that you're talking through it, I'm starting to definitely agree with you that it's it's because people can go there and feel like they've got the opportunity to explore a little bit more. Yeah, which is, which is fucked that it's only eight weeks a year, Yeah, <laughs> if I'm honest. How is carp different? We've kind of just In touched on that. all the ways we just described. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's that, that's it. That, that's the difference. I would say also, you, if you are used to going to actual lifestyle resorts and destinations, carp is not uh, an inclusive place because, as we mentioned before, a lot of the different restaurants, et cetera, are off-site, off the hotel site. So this is not your standard, I'm going to go... Sorry, when you say inclusive, you mean it's not all inclusive. If you're used to going and buying a one-in package where everything's included in the price, carp dog is does not, not do that. I'm sure there probably are people that – I'm sure there's people who offer that as well as part of it, but it would be very difficult to do. Very difficult. Other other ways that it is differing – I mean, yeah, in all the ways that we've explored already, it's not just one place where you are limited to just at one location on site. You can then go to a party over here and go to a party over there. and Or you can walk down the road where there's where there's like 40 parties on the ground floor exactly. and pick one to walk into. So it is hugely different from what we have experienced. It is unique in that, I think, as well. And 
I don't think that there's any replication of this anywhere else that we've been to. There's no replication of this anywhere else, period. Period, yeah. That's the kind of ways that it was different. For a final thing, before we start to get closing out this episode, would you recommend this place and who would you recommend it to? So that is a really good question because when I first, when we first left Cup and, and we were talking at the train station as we were on our way home, I, I said I've experienced, I think, all of the things that I wish to experience a carp. So with my method, method, you know, my life methodology of why go back to the same place twice when you can go somewhere and experience something different, I kind of said, well, I've probably done enough with carp. You know, I've probably seen enough, been enough, watched enough, all that sort of thing. I'm curious about that now. I mean, has has that changed for me? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I th- I think I enjoyed the time at Carp, no doubt, no doubt about that. I think there was a lot of fun. We we could have had a lot more fun as well, but we I think first time around we were quite shy in terms of how we were operating, and we probably would have had more sex had I not gotten a UTI. We definitely would have had sex with Pepe as well. So Peppy. So I think that there was a few health things that kind of ruined that as well. But I mean, we did play with an amazing couple and had a fantastic time. Yes, for sure. We would have played with them again as we well. We would have played actually, with them again. So I think, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. There could have been a little bit more fun to be had. Yeah, but and it wasn't even just with that couple. I mean, I think we, so if I look back to day one and day two at the party, I think the exploratory sex around the pool with a a group of people perhaps that we don't know the name of and we just have sex and then walk away would be something that we would likely get more comfortable with doing. I'm interested in doing that actually. If we were there, you know, if we were there another time. We we weren't comfortable first time around. I think the biggest thing, the, the, the biggest failing of most people going to CARP, especially people who are not from France or Europe in general, so US or, or Asia-Pacific coming or Americas and Asia Pacific coming to carp, the biggest failing I think would be that they only come once because I think first time around it can be quite overwhelming. Yep. Right. And I wouldn't say that we're the most super experienced swinger couple out there, but we've certainly been to different countries and seen different ways that, that people swing. But it was still quite confronting in some ways the first party. Yep. Working in that first day, it was definitely, I've never seen this before. And there is a moment, like you said, it's not judgment. You mentioned it earlier. I, I think it's it's a combination of, yeah, maybe a little bit of judgment, but it's like, I've never seen this before. And here's all this data that I'm receiving and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. I'm How not do processing I feel about this? this right yet. Is it okay? Is this normal? Is this, is this making me horny or, or disgusted? Yeah. Or just, I just don't know. You, you got all this data coming. You have no idea what to do with it. So that first day is a write-off because you're like, whoa. Yeah. Damn. And then, of course, you you know, spend, it takes a bit of time for you to realise if you're there to hunt your peeps. And then that, get your get your um, confidence and stuff up too, right? Yeah, exactly. But if you're there to hunt your people, you know, to find a group of people that you can hang out with and spend the rest of the event with, I don't think that's that's really one of the things you should be focused on at CARP. I think CARP is a lot more spontaneous than that. Like, it's, it's people that you meet and you enjoy time with. And I don't mean just sexually. It's like... Okay, at this party, I met a I met a group of people that we that we talked with, and we may have had sex with, and that was then. And then tomorrow, you know, we're not around the same pool again, which is very different to somewhere like Desire, for example, where you're around the same pool, seeing the same faces, seeing the same faces every day, generally for you know seven days. So, with that in mind, I think it's a bit more spontaneous. 
which is actually a, a, a positive to me. So in that regard then, who is CARP not for? Because when we first walked in on that first day, I immediately turned to you with a, with a couple in mind who are do prefer to build those relationships over multiple days, don't really enjoy the sex in, in your face at a club, and I immediately turned to you and I said, they, they would hate this place. They don't, I don't think they would do very well here. Yeah. And, and so who would you say? And I don't, I'm not isolating them and saying, oh, it's because they're not open-minded or anything like that. That's not the case. Um, it's just some things are for some people and some each, things aren't. Each to their own. I think if you are entirely incapable of feeling even some semblance of comfort nude, it's not for you. Okay. Yep, that's good. So, I, I mean, and, and that doesn't mean you have to be nude or you need to take your clothes off while you're there. I wasn't no, all the time. No, um, that's not what I mean. What I mean is if you uh, uh, just cannot get nude in front of you know, your partner, for example, with mm-hmm. the lights on, yep. it's not the place for you. Okay, that's a good tip. Yeah. If you if you have the ability to turn up to a place and perhaps adapt a little, you know, and, and draw some on some internal courage that you're not necessarily normally – normally using because you're at a you know a sexy event or whatever then you'll be fine i don't think that'll be an issue other people i would say it's not for are people who you mentioned before being able to adapt to being a bit more flexible if you in your journey have very specific requirements desires wants and approaches and you don't not you don't, you never you deviate, deviate yeah i would say this place is not for you yeah for sure if you if you want to know people absolutely know them before you have sex with them you know 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 them know their families know about their life know what their career aspirations are this is not a place for you unless you unless you can drop that you know like i think all of us have the ability to sometimes just go ah you know this is normally us like we're normally people people right we want to get to know people that's what i'm saying yeah but we we could i think we can go to a place and say fuck that tonight or today or this week we're just going to enjoy the hedonistic Mm -hmm. nature of this and get our fuck on right that is a different thing if you can do that or if you believe you can do that or if you want to test that boundary i think give it a shot but i also think don't it's not a one-time thing you have to go a couple of times. I, think. I also want to say that we're focusing a lot on the sex here and because that's a, a, an easy thing to focus in on. But, of course, you can still go and be in this environment and not fuck people. Like, oh, that's yeah, obvious. So if, if you want to do that, that's go, fine. Go, for, yeah, yeah. go for it. But I think if you're going there with the intention of finding people to actually explore. If you're a fucking explore, foyer, this is one of oh, those. You would love this place. 100%. Seriously. Yeah. Get if your ticket a, now. Yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're a voyeuristic couple, as an example, yeah. you will not stop fucking each other during this uh, during this because you will see this during the day and you will disappear to your room every hour i would think to get your shag on and if you're an exhibitionist couple um, shout out frenchies then this place is definitely (laughs) definitely you know your bag it's definitely your bag as well because you can you can be the center of attention wherever you are yep which is yeah awesome as well so that i I think that's a good wrap-up of cup anything else to add before we head out no, nothing from me. I, th- I think I, again, was a little perplexed as to whether I would want to go back, just purely, again, doing the same thing twice. But I think I, on my own advice, you have to do this more than once. And I don't think it would be the same thing twice, if I'm honest. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and then we'll uh, close out the episode. So before we head out and finish this episode all about uh, part two 
of Hang Art Cup. This is part three of part two. No, it's oh. not. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I have not said thank you to our patrons now for about a month, and I just want to make sure that we're giving you guys all the props that you need. Is that we have not said? I mean, We you know, have not. That's my bad. Some of them actually enjoy me as well. So want to say biggest thank you to our newest patrons, Flirt and Fun Couple, Hubman and Veronica, Sharon, Roy, Just for Pleasure, Gunther Tits, Voya, Henry, Philip, Clint, Victor, Wade, Sid, and Deb and Bob. Thank you so much for joining us on... Gunther Tits. I fucking <laughs> love it. Thank you so much for joining us on Patreon and being our supporter. And obviously, thank you to all of our existing Patreon members. We appreciate the hell out of you. If you guys are looking for more information about CUP, I will be hopefully editing the YouTube video very, very soon. And once that's up and rolling, you'll be able to see that on our YouTube. If you're wondering how to get to our YouTube, just head to our website, wanderlustswingers.com, and there's a video section with a link there so you guys can head over and see that and anything else that you have to mention on today's podcast, Daryl, before we head out. Actually, we are going to Germany, Austria, and Italy in a week's time with yeah. Jay and Angie from The Average Swingers. Yes, we are. So we're going to be doing that. Lots yep. of fun, fun, funness. Yeah, it's going to be. there's going to be an epic amount of booze and food and just hanging out with people who we, we love the company of. Mm, so we'll be away for about 10, 10 nights of just, woo, get ready. Yeah. Get I'm ready. Punching my liver now to wake it up. So here's the thing. I just want to I want to put a little prediction on today's podcast episode before we roll out. Okay. Hey, before we roll out, one of the things we should mention is that um it took like 2 weeks for Kate's um girly bits to get back to normal yeah. after the massive UTI that she had. Yep. Just FYI. So again, for you ladies out there who are suffering through this, Kate is again about to put together another, you know, Episode. Blog or episode around keeping your pussy healthy. I am going to be doing that because, yes, there was a visit to the gynecologist, some additional testing, swab testing, all the whole thing. So I even had to hit it with a hammer once just to try and get it fucking organised and, and it wouldn't listen to me. So I will be doing Apparently that. Apparently I'm Penny's alpha but not your for JJ's alpha. Exactly. Yeah. Every man out there is so surprised right now. So I will be doing a pussy health episode soon. But my prediction for Jay and Angie's visit. Mm-hmm. Jay is a beer drinker. Mm-hmm. Jay drinks Coors Light. Oh. Jay thinks that he's going to come to Germany and have a couple of steins and like yeah. have a merry good time in a leader a leader stein sort of fashion. This is their first, their largest international trip, right? Yeah, I, what I'm, I'm, I think Jay you going where I'm from, going with this? oh yeah, from from two percent alcohol to twelve percent alcohol. And I reckon he's going to have a real fuck. It's going to be epic. <laughs> so Jay thinks he's going to roll up into Europe. He's going to roll up into Germany. He's going to rock on him. After being on those flights and after and he's never suffered jet lag before. So he's gonna be suffering jet lag for the first time in his fucking life. He thinks he's gonna come in and drink a couple of shines. What do you reckon is gonna happen? At what point do you think oh, that you, Angie uh, and I So no no well, well, well Angie and I have already discussed this privately in a separate chat okay. away from you two and okay. that, and what we understand fully okay. is that we are going to be the people, the only people keeping you people standing upright on the way home from the very first night. You reckon that's it? Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Yep. You're both going to be totally – because you're a lightweight. Yeah. And and Jay always drinks beer until he falls over. But in this particular case, he's going to overshoot because he can drink a lot of beer mm. quickly. Yep. Cause light. Cause light, right? Exactly. So now when you talk about a true German beer that is between, you know, 7 and 12% alcohol. 15, yeah, yeah. He's just drunk three times what he would normally, and, if not in the same time frame. And, and then you've got the, the 
comic value of the big steins as well. Yeah. So you've also got that. I'm on holidays. Yeah. I'm tired and I'm jet lagged. Oh, it's going to be. Plus I'm excited. It's going to be epic. But also then I've got this like huge, you know, glass and like, oh my God, this is so yeah, exciting. Yeah, but I can just see you singing whilst swaying the glass from side to side and yeah. then taking a sip out of it yeah. every three swings. And then before you know it, you and Jay are both swinging your way home. And then you, you and Angie tuck us into bed and we then do. fuck and off then, and do something fun. No, and then Angie and I go and have another drink somewhere else. <laughs> That's my prediction, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see if it comes I to fruition. I absolutely believe that Angie and I will eat a meal together or, or, or <laughs> and or have drinks together without oh, no. either of because you guys we're because you're both fucking smashed. Because we're nap-napping. Yeah. The other thing that I want to mention is that Daryl and I right now are on a diet and I'm hungry. I'm so hungry I could eat the crotch out of a low-flying duck. I'm not even joking. I'd actually just want to see you eat the crotch out of a low-flying duck. Yeah, man, I'm hungry. I'm actually yeah. hungry right now. That's why I'm saying it. Okay, cool. Thanks for the update. Yeah, you're welcome. Cool story, bro. Uh, it was time. We needed to go on a diet and obviously this trip to Europe Call is going to – fat right to my face. Oh, this, this trip to Europe is obviously going to put a little bit of extra on, but I have a target in mind for heading to PCAP in Dallas this November and I'm hoping I'm going to reach that. I'm just going to masturbate my way down to my goal weight. You should head back to carp then. Get in the- oh, no, I don't need carp for that. I'll just <laughs> fucking roll over. No. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. We really appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you. Feel free to drop us an email on cnd at swingingdownunder.com. But otherwise, that's it. Got nothing else for you. No. So, tschüss. Tschüss. Ciao. Ciao. That's it. Auf Wiedersehen. No. Au revoir. No. No? I was only going to give them. Oh, it's too late now. It's too late now. You've broken it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.